welcome back everybody episode 34 dutch grand prix and i think i might have to say this was the best race of the season uh yeah just considering implications you know i mean i guess consistent new newfound consistency with ferrari's team uh consistency from mercedes you know dominance from red bull but too many wacky incidences happened this weekend and in my opinion the british grand prix was number one uh canada was a close like two or three um hungarian gp was pretty up there spa was pretty good but this one you you actually may have an argument of this might be the best gp of the year i think i would say so like yeah silverstone is probably the best like as far as pure racing goes but i think this is the best as far as like what the hell happened dude it was so entertaining from start to finish like like i i I didn't get to watch it right away live and you told me that this was one to watch so i waited and i tried to stay off the internet and watched it back at night and damn i was i'm glad i did that brother Verstappen had four stops and still won (laughs) like like that that's on paper, when you when you look at that on the outside looking in, and you didn't watch the race obviously, and you see a stat like that, all you don't think about, oh, well, what did he do? What this side and the other? You just think, what what happened today? What what happened today? Because yeah, I mean, let's be honest, it, was it wasn't wild. just like he had four pit stops. He had two pit stops under safety cars, so that was pretty easy, right? Yeah, so really, no, that's kind of only like having three. But no, I mean. That their car is definitely by far the fastest, and I I am confirming my suspicion that the Ferrari car is now equal to the Mercedes. I think the Mercedes might be better than they are now at this point because of that technical directive. I mean, you you got to see what Benito said, which you know, uh, we Let's, we we've we got some opinions. About, yeah, we got to talk about his shenanigans in a little bit because like I saw some other stuff from him and. But to know to say he, that about the car, like what did you say about the car? Like 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 you said, uh you know, they're they're much more on pace with Mercedes and stuff like that. Dude, he's coming out, he goes, Oh no, it, you know, I've been more I've been more discouraged about just our lack of overall pace. I'm wondering where that went. I'm not too worried about the pit stops and I'm not too worried about strategy. I'm I'm worried about the pace over the last three races in a row. Well one, you know, Carlos Sainz won the British GP. You know, mm-hmm. the, they've been play since then it's been you've had the Hungarian GP, the Spa GP. Like it, it your pace hasn't gone anywhere, bro. It, it it's No, it has. Are it you has. sure? Okay, cuz I got a hot take. I got it's the te- I think I think when the FIA came in with the technical directive. Ferrari was definitely bending the rules because. Oh no! It affected does. them to an extent. I just don't think and, it affected that much. I mean, I th- I think it's pretty noticeable. Like, I don't think there was ever a time in the race that Leclerc was really challenging Max at all. Yeah, you got a point. I'm not. And this was a track that should have benefited them because it's like like they were saying, like you're always hitting a turn, like you're always setting up for the next turn, and. The Ferrari car was better, but you can even see it visibly from last weekend to this one. Like the car is unstable again. Yeah, that that's where I think that's where I think that a uh, technical directive actually came into play with just like I I, I mean I guess I'm, I guess it is pace. Uh, I'll go ahead and just start walking it back because like I, I I guess it is pace or overall pace or something, 
but I guess not getting the right strategy also makes you look even slower, so that doesn't help. But I mean, yeah, their their strategy's not helping them. That's what I wanted to talk about was he said that uh no one no one on the team should get should be fired. Like it it's not it's not that bad their strategies it's easy to because nico rosberg said something that f2 and f3 teams have better strategies yeah stops and so he was he was firing back on that one saying we're keeping all of our people it's good to have consistency i'm like dude you guys don't have consistency though yeah i was about to say that there there is no consistency that's that's the problem but i mean three tires out you had, a 12, <laughs> you had almost a 13-second pit stop for one of your drivers and a 2.5-second on the other. Where's the oh, consistency there? I was about to say, that's literally the definition of not being consistent. But I guess you had, we can dive you into You had drivers in, in Monaco on totally different tire strategies when y'all should have been getting a 1-2 there. So where's the consistency on that one? Damn, you cut deep with that one. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, like, yeah. It's it's crazy, bro. I, I have zero expectations for them for the rest of the year until they uh, can their whole team and start fresh really yeah which sucks because i mean let's just go to the start of the race you think you think about ferrari set up for success this weekend we we have max at pole we have leclerc and signs both at second and third ready to go ready mm-hmm. to take on the red bulls like yeah. you would think you would think they would have success you got okay so max pole leclerc second signs third hamilton at fourth Perez in fifth and George Russell at six, which is perfect for the Mercedes because if they're going to be in the fight, they have they have the Red Bulls split by four cars, so that's cool. That just puts Max in the front, which is you know whatever. Of course, he's going to be up in the front, and then that at least gives you a fighting chance at fourth and six to fight the Ferraris at second and third because you know with with the consistently bad eras that they're having something's going to happen or something as long as you remain consistent keep pushing something something will happen and then Sergio you know looked a little bit lackluster this weekend I'm not I'm not gonna lie yeah I'm I think this is where we start to see him come back to his uh mid-season slump towards the end of the year where he just kind of tapers off it happened last year and looks like it might be happening this year where he starts out phenomenal and then he kind of just gets a little complacent he gets a little complacent, and man, Sergio Perez is such a weird F1 driver for me because just like Stroll, and I know that sounds wild, me comparing Checo to Stroll. I know I'm not trying to, but it's kind of the same thing of he does just good enough, just good enough results to keep that Red Bull seat, but still of, okay, well, he's obviously Max Verstappen's you know support driver. He's obviously but like this. What what you were saying though, like to be fair, like doing the bare minimum to to, to stay as a Red Bull driver is a lot higher than is a lot yeah to be, to be Aston Martin driver. So the floor at that. Red Bull is much higher than the floors at you know Aston Martin, McLaren, the ceilings or, at Aston yeah. Martin. Oh no, I mean, I, I mean the floor. I mean the floor because their, no, their regular standard is so much higher. I was saying the floor at Red Bull is higher than the ceiling at Aston Martin. Oh, well, yeah, you're, you're correct. That's that's also true because Jesus Christ, man. Like, Stroll, Stroll's look underwhelming for the past four races. He did good this last race compared to Vettel. I mean, fair. Yeah, I guess but fair. Vettel's also retiring, so, I mean. Vettel was also, could have been higher in the grid and was on a flyer of a lap and then just bottled it in qualifying, so that kind of set him up for Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
but no, yeah, he... no the the start the start of the race was kind of interesting, and since since you've got fresh eyes on the race, uh, go ahead and break down the start of it. We got a little squirrely with a little bit of contact right off turn one. Yeah, there was a it was a pretty good start. I think Leclerc actually got a bit of a jump. They were showing some stats on that, but he was still behind Max. Max uh, was able to defend in the first quarter, yeah. and then. Was it the first or the second turn where Lewis was coming in hot? Like he had a pretty good start, and then him and uh, Carlos Sainz had a little, little bit of a, I don't know, like a little, a little bit, bit of a touch. rubbing. Little it's bit. like NASCAR, oh. bro. The, rubbing's racing, and Lewis uh, rubbed his rubbing. front tire. <laughs> he rubbed his front tire. <laughs> oh. oh man, yeah, he <laughs> he brushed up against Carlos Sainz real close, like, and. uh yeah, everyone was like, oh, you know, everyone's like, yeah, just held their breath for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, made sure that nothing bad happened. And they were fine. They keep driving. Da, 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 da. Uh, I think Kevin Magnuson was drunk or something because he came out there doing some just, I don't know what he was doing, man. He he lost control of the car. Uh, it just got pushed wide. It looked like it was just a little bit of snap of oversteer from the back yeah. end. That's what it yep. looked like. But in I real think time, it, more... it looked like he just flew off the track. I think it was some snap understeer actually, because he kept going, he kept oh, going yeah, wide right. out of the turn, and so yeah, then he bounced off the barrier, didn't break his car. That was pretty insane, and then he keeps going. And then I just want to talk about him a little bit more later on in the race. He's he's trying to battle hard against Goat Tifi himself, and just almost takes him out, dude. I don't know if you saw that, but he went super wide in the into the first corner, and like Goat Tifi just had to square up the corner a little bit and got him back. But, dude, it was super dangerous. I don't know what he was thinking. No, yeah, Magnuson, you know, unfortunately, there's just not much to say about him this weekend. It, like, he started in P18, you know, like already back the grid. Like you said, he's racing Goat Tifi, for God's sakes. Goat Tifi's just trying to get, just, <laughs> just scratch another year of a contract. I mean, but, like, it's, <laughs> dude, it, apparently every day I'm seeing, bro, like, I don't know how this is a thing, and I'm once again not trying. I, F1 is a cutthroat business, but I don't know how this is a thing still. But I'm seeing every single day of oh no, Nicholas Latifi still has a chance. Nicholas Latifi still has a chance to get signed. He's been in talks with months with Williams. He still has a chance. Still has a chance. Okay, I want to ask, dude. <laughs> I want to ask a legitimate question. How does this man have a chance? Because, in my opinion. Just like you're saying in the lockup podcast opinion, Goat Tifi is off the grid. He is he's off the grid. the The decision's been made. We, we're going to get into a little bit of silly season stuff that's been announced, like dude, at the end of this. But it's been made, bro. There's too many big teams making major moves for Williams to just be like, yeah, let's keep Latifi. Like, there's a lot of teams vying for these other drivers to come in. Like you saw Nick DeVries this weekend. He was in yeah. the he was in the the Mercedes garage, man. So like, Williams is a junior team. Mercedes is interested in him, obviously. He's one of their you know younger drivers, and he's in their garage. So like Latifi, uh, you're not doing anything to warrant you sticking around. I mean, Albin's battling in the points sometimes during the races, and and Albin's and probably behind you going to the team principal Yost, going, hey man, we we got to do something. Because I'm I'm beating I'm beating them twelve to one or twelve to two on qualifying weekends, or like performances like this. The you know unfortunately in any in any competitive if you see the teams at the top, 
minus, minus Red Bull because I think Red Bull's this is the exception because they have Max Verstappen. If you see the teams at the top, at the top, their equilibrium between drivers is very, very balanced. You know, very balanced. Mercedes yeah. with Lewis and George, damn near flip a coin every weekend. That that's who will win. Uh, For sure. Ferrari, I can say the same thing. Both of their drivers just plagued by the team, so it, their drivers are completely out of it. Uh, I think I I want to say I think that if it, the season was better for Ferrari, you would see Leclerc be in the Max yeah. position. Yeah, yeah, you you you're definitely correct. And then, like like I said, with Red Bull, I think being the con- exception is yes, it's very lopsided to Max. But I think if you pair anyone, even if you had freaking Max and Lewis on the same team, it, it Lewis would be pretty pretty underwhelmingly lower than Max. I know that's a hot take. I know that is. I don't think it is. We'll talk about that later. I saw some crazy shit from him. I got, I got, I dude, that crazy guy's shit that guy is good. But no, I mean, we just dude this this race was plagued by. I, I will say, I don't I don't know that. I would think Albin would be trying to get Latifi off the team. I don't know. Why? If just because that, that makes that makes Albin look like the shining star. I mean, do drivers actually do that? No, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying they do, but I, I've always had that notion just because of the 2018 season with Fernando Alonso on McLaren. The year right before Alonso decided he was going to retire, obviously he just took a two-year sabbatical. But mm-hmm. right when he was going to retire. The huge rumor on the grid was, yes, it was McLaren F1 racing or whatever, but it was definitely Team Alonzo. And he had a bunch of the say, a bunch of the pool, a a bunch of who was coming in, what happened, what upgrades. Apparently, that that was the thing going. So if it happened, but you got to think, you got to think Alonzo is also a champion. Albin doesn't really have that kind of credentials, and there he's on Williams, like. It's not like I don't think any team. of them have that credentials at Williams. They've gutted their whole crew the past two years. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's he was. I mean, I, I'm not. I, listen, I'm not saying it is happening. I'm just saying it it has the potential. And if I'm going to see any team trying to gear themselves towards success, I'm going to go with the Red Bull Williams. Academy driver that has a little bit of taste at Red Bull, knows what knows what winning's like with them. No, you know comes back, drives the shit out of your car, makes your car look way better than what it but what it actually is some days. And it's the like, only one getting points on the team. I literally the only one getting points. I mean you see He's the like, separ- hey, can I can I get a little help here? <laughs> I mean it's true. Like don't get me wrong, Latifi started in twentieth and Albin was in fifteenth, but it's like the just the racecraft that's there. Even if Albin started in twentieth, yeah. I know he's not finishing in twentieth. Latifi, I can't say the same. Yeah, but like, yeah, dude, this this I don't know. This race was insane. So we got we had that Magnuson stuff took us on this uh, Latifi tangent, but also like Lewis, dude, he was he was hunting down Carlos like lap six, and he had mediums, and Carlos was on softs. Yeah, and I I think with those softs, man, they had a very fine window of being just the ultimate tire but once they fell off there's no saving them i think one the moment you started seeing like some sort of graining or fall off on those softs it's you there's no amount of tire management that'll save them so i think once he was past that and like you said obviously lewis looking really good on the mediums Dude. and actually caring uh, caring for him 
I mean, he caught him very quickly. Yeah, but that was only on like lap six, dude. Like, I didn't think the softs would fall off that fast. I guess maybe. Yeah, do, but, but you know, Ferrari's car is in shambles, so I'm sure they yeah. don't handle any tire really good at all right now. Plus, I was also reading like having a high downforce setup. You know, obviously you're going to be putting a lot more force on the tires, so it's going to degrade your tires faster. So it's like the Ferrari car was always kind of built to just eat tires this season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And but yeah. when you know, like you said, when they have. 17 other things to deal with tires that's the least of their yeah worries. that's the least of their worries but at the same time it's most of their worries because they can't <laughs> even count to four to take them to a pit stop like dude. yeah yeah so we got one two three tires come out for carlos signs he was doing solid like you know he, he he was doing good like he was way ahead of perez like he was pretty much racing checo this race like even though like max was or, i mean uh even though Lewis was behind him, he was still in a race with Checo because Lewis just had insane pace, and they were yeah. going for a two-stop strategy or no, a one-stop strategy, and everyone else was on the two-stop. Uh, and Which is crazy, so, by the way. I know, like the one, the one-stop on the Dutch Grand Prix is a hundred percent doable, but man, you got to be on top of your shit. But obviously, we saw what happened. It was safety car galore. And, you know, people got in four stops, some got in three stops, some stayed happy with two, and it came up and bit them in the ass later. But yeah, like, so the pit stops, yeah, definitely everything got changed with the safety cars. But Mercedes, honestly, they looked like they had the premier strategy, had the race gone flawlessly without any, you know, safety cars. Yeah. But, uh, and then, yeah, yeah, so they bring Carlos Sainz in the pits, and then they bring three tires out. They're sitting there waiting for the fourth one. They leave a freaking tire gun, the the wheel gun out, and yeah. Checo gets the lightning quick. I think it was like a, a low twos or maybe even two seconds, I think I saw. Insanely fast pit stop. And that kind of gets overshadowed because of the 13-second pit stop. Yeah, there. exactly, that it's compared <laughs> to right in front of him. Yeah, yeah. and so he he launches out, and they had a, the wheel gun sitting out, and he runs over the wheel gun when he's leaving because Ferrari's team just had this thing laying out. Dude, imagine that ca- imagine that caused a puncture and what does Checo do right there? Because he can't it's not like he can reverse and get pushed back. He's in the middle of the ra- he's in the, the pit, middle of yeah. the pit lane with the his whole race grid over. coming in. His race is over. Yeah, his race is over and mind you, I'm I'm not going to lie. That that pit lane, it's really tight. I understand it is it, really it, it is it is very tight. All the teams are basically on top of each other. Yeah, but, it's a 60 mile per hour like pit pit We've raced in, in Monaco before. That shit's tighter. Like it, it, we, <laughs> we can't we can't have those we can't have those mistakes because one Ferrari looks like the laughing stock on the pit in the pit stop because it's almost a fifteen second pit stop, which obviously was twelve and some change, but almost a fifteen second pit stop. You brought out three tires. You can't even keep your goddamn equipment within the little box you're allocated, and <laughs> like you you, you get in. You you brought out three tires. You go. You're waiting for the other one. Meanwhile, Sergio actually has a race to win or try to win, and gets out, runs over your gun. You just kind of look around. Imagine that caused a puncture. Think about how ridiculous your team would look sitting right there. Oh my God, yeah. But hey, no need to fire the team, right? They're good. No need. Yeah, no need to change the consistency in the team. Yeah, no need to change. We just need to focus on why we're slow. They're like that. What? <laughs> what the hell? But this, this is why Benotto should be uh uh working on the development of the car, not managing the team, because he he can't focus on the other stuff. 
Hot take. He goes to the development of the car. Seb Seb retires and takes the team principal position. Ferrari. Ta- you know, he's a driver. He's a driver's coach. He he leads the team to victory. He restores peace and order back in, back into Ferrari. He makes Benito his right hand man. Of listen, I forgive you for ruining my career, but we're gonna take this thing back to the top. And Leclerc becomes champion next year. Book it. Wow, that's like yeah. a movie right there. I like that. Yeah, like. I'm gonna oh about that man, tonight. dude! And then man. wake up to a freaking cold sweat when I realize it's not happening. Yeah, you wake up, you're like, "Wow, I thought actually there was success in Ferrari's future." Damn. Yeah, it was kind of like an Avatar plot line right there, but uh, yeah, uh, we had that crazy battle, and then I gotta say, uh, Seb kind of started the pit stop shenanigans, he just did. like he started the, the drivers market this season. Uh, by he was the first one in the pits, and then you saw a bunch of people coming in after, and then. Haas is certainly a certified uh, sister team of Ferrari because they, ha- they gave Mick a 12-second pit stop also or something. Yeah, after this weekend, definitely looked like the Haas garage just watches Ferrari garage film. They just watch a film class on their, their master class of a pit stop and then go, yep, let's do that, guys. Let's just do that. <laughs> Dude, yeah, they gave him a horrible pit stop and they took him out of the, the points contention this weekend yeah and mick so, started in p8 to start the race man yeah like mind he, you he finished ahead of magnuson yet again and qualified ahead of him again so i think uh mick he hasn't signed his contract with haas people were thinking it's because he's getting rid of him but i think all the balls are in his court now like he's definitely the premier driver for haas i i actually think that mick who man what what does haas do what what does haas do do they do they let him because obviously Mick is probably commanding he's not commanding but he's probably demanding a little bit more like security with the seat he probably wants to sign a two year he probably wants to get paid a little bit more uh mm-hmm. on top of that but Mick is also in his head of yes I want all those things I just don't know if I want it with Haas right now the fact of the matter yeah. is is if Haas wants him but also wants Daniel Ricardo well, I mean, what do you do? Is is there a world? I know this is wacky, and I know there's different stuff we have to figure out. Is there a world that we can actually see Ricardo and Mick both get signed and Magnuson, unfortunately, get in the boot? I mean, we saw them get rid of Magnuson and Groshen in the same season. so That's true. For two I, unproven I think, rookies, so yeah. Look, I think Haas is definitely... Uh, a pretty cutthroat team so i think they could do something like that even though they are like you know they're definitely one of the back markers of the teams but like this season they took a huge leap up they absolutely finessed russia with the <laughs> with the mazepin family holy hell yeah they like, i think this whole season that. this whole season has been a dub for haas honestly yeah went from dead yeah. last to what p7 in the drivers yeah. in the drivers championship while keeping all of their funding from Mazepin from the start of the year and ditching him and bringing back Magnuson and now their car actually looks pretty decent and like, the gamble on mix actually starting to pay off i know we were hard on him at the start of the season but you know we needed to see the points and now we have and now you're seeing the performances and i think that's also why like Mick might be hesitant to stay with them because, like, I think he wants to win. Obviously, he should want to win. Yeah, and... the, the last half of the season showed his, his ceiling. 
shows shows yeah. more potential. Yep. So yeah, Haas. I mean, Gunther Steiner is definitely the most gangster uh, team principal on the grid. Uh, I think undeniable. He's probably... <laughs> undeniable. Big fan of that guy. Honestly, keep huge up. Huge fan of that doing, guy. Bro. But I mean, yeah, it's like, and we 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 get into that, which I do I do want to say, uh, I do I do want to say something. We had I I, I want to make a point. Last week. We had Danny Rick starting in P7 and Lando in P17. This week, we had Norris starting in P7 and Danny Rick in P17. Why is it now? Trust me, I know it's not cut and dry, black and white. Why is it that last week we see Lando hawk Danny Rick due to strategy and finish way above him? even though he started 10 grid places lower than him and same machinery, same, whatever. Now today or this week, this week we see Lando not move from his position. He finishes P seven in between Alonzo and Ocon. Cause I know that's their main rival and Danny Rick just got left in the dust. Why, well, why is that? It's cause they're always going to pit Danny Rick first to test out the tires to see Dude. if they're right for Lando. Thank you, because that actually is a right answer, and I'm, I'm just, I mean, I guess if he's gone, I get, it's just, it hurts to see, it, it's, yeah. it literally is one of the most frustrating things to see, because that it's an exact mirrored situation. We have one car at the back, one car at the front. Last week, the car at the back beat the car in the front for whatever reason. Obviously, we all know the reasons, but yeah, whatever. This week, we have the same thing with flip-flop drivers, but nothing happens. They stay right where they need to be. And it's like, yeah, it's, I, mean, I, I don't I don't get that shit, man. Don't get it's, that it's shit obvious. at all. It's obvious McLaren's going to favor Lando. They're going to put him on the best strategy. And I mean, they should because he's, he's performing better. But it definitely does suck to see but yeah, it, and then clear. you hear. Did you see that little video of Ricardo walking with um, Checo? I think it was either right before or after the race. Uh, he was overheard saying, "He goes, yeah, I, I can, you know, just take the year off and come back in 24." Like I was like, "Dude, no!" I was like, "No, no, please, no!" And he said, he, "Ricardo said that to Checo." I was like, "No, no." I don't I don't no. want that to be a thing because we all know we all know minus minus Alonzo maybe we all know that's basically an F1 career death sentence taking yeah, a, year off. a year off yeah he's he's not coming back especially with the talent coming up right now dude yeah there's a lot of young people that are hungry for seats but yeah man um yeah, I I didn't I didn't hear that, and that's definitely makes me a little sad right now. But uh, I think we got to touch on this. I think this is gonna definitely uh piss off some people, but we got to talk about the conspiracy theories of the race. We do, we do. There's because honestly, if you if you didn't see the ra- if you didn't see the race, I I do encourage you of just just going back and watch it because honestly, if we went point by point of every little thing that happened in this race, we'd be here for two three hours. But yeah, please, I want you to in detail if you can break down this whole Red Bull Alphatari situation because well, so, I think that's the yeah. most spiciest one out of the two. 
There is the mainstream conspiracy theory, but I also came up with my own side conspiracy theory that I'll talk about after. But here's here's the 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 main conspiracy theory is that uh, Yuki Sonoda he he had a pit stop and it kind of went a little. It was pretty slow. I, it wasn't Ferrari slow, but it was bad, and <laughs> yeah. they had a they had some issues with putting one of the front tires on. I think front left and then he goes out he's driving and he's going slow and then he's like staying off the racing line he's like yo this tire's fitted wrong uh he thinks it's the wheel bearings loose or whatever and so he uh pulls over they're like oh no everything's good like come back to the pits and and yuki's getting a penalty for this also because he loosened his seat belts because he was ready to get out of the car and then he drove back to the pits with the seat belts loosened so he's getting a penalty for unsafe uh whatever driving the car in an unsafe condition because of the seat belts uh so that that was weird but so he comes back to the pits uh they had a virtual safety car while he was out there when he was driving back again and then he gets uh a new set of tires or something and then they sent him back out on the track and he he was already noticed something was weird and then even in that pit stop it was kind of slow also front yeah. left tire still and then he goes back out there then he stops the car again he's like yeah there, there's something wrong and then they do a real safety car, and this is where you see Max was able to get a third pit stop in. Uh, Dude, that third pit stop helped fresh him tires. so much. Because yeah, he he was far behind the pace. Lewis had way more pace all we all weekend on or not weekend, but all race day he was definitely ahead, and he had better tires for better for strategy, better tires. Yeah, better he, strat, he actually so. Mercedes was set up completely for success this weekend. Yeah, exactly, and then so. Uh, Max gets that little freebie pit stop, uh, and I think, I think Mercedes stays out, or do they pit right here? No, they they no, pit George. They pit, they pit George. They pit George. And they let no, they, they left uh, Lewis out. No, they they pit both of them for mediums. Also, wait, wait, Max wait, you're pit. right. George got that that last extra pit stop at the end for the fresh yeah. stop. Yeah. So so Max was able to pit and come out ahead of Lewis. So. Mercedes says, all right, we're doing pits also because Max is still going to be ahead of us. So they both get uh, mediums, both of Mercedes cars. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, they do that. But the conspiracy theory is that uh, <laughs> Red Bull had AlphaTauri send Yuki Tsunoda out knowing that his car would have a safety car so that they could get a free pit stop because they were on the wrong tires. That's yeah, the and, they, and they knew the problem by the second pit stop that the differential was already screwed up and like something in the data was telling him yes that this is the matter because if yuki was was bitching about the same problem on the first pit stop comes in they basically do nothing i mean they all they do what is just switch out another set of tires and then send him on his way like that was i mean that they base in theory did nothing sent him back out he realizes the problem is still there and then obviously forces a whole another a whole another actual safety car and this that and the other so it's you know, there's a lot of gray area. We've seen shit done like this, man. We, we've seen it in the history of F1. Am I going to 100% undisputed say that that is something that happened? No, I'm not. But I am going to leave this to open interpretation because, like, you know. AlphaTauri, Red Bull. It, 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 you know, I'm not saying we're getting kicked out of the Red Bull community for the. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I'm gonna clip this <laughs> and post it in that group. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, but uh, 
look, I, I will say I love conspiracy theories. And it was easy for me to come up with this one during the race. Because yeah, let me hear your theories. theory. But but I like I, I take conspiracy theories as a form of entertainment, kind of like how some people like to read, you know, books and novels. I, I like to watch conspiracy theories. So I'm not saying that they did this, but it certainly would be funny and it makes for a good conspiracy theory. But uh, I said that I had a second conspiracy theory and it's later on in the race. You see Valtteri Bottas gets a, he DNFs because, you know, Alfa Romeo, you know, but was it Valtteri Alfa Romeo? Or was it, was it? Was it Mercedes? Did they they said okay we need an extra pit stop here you know we gotta we gotta spice it up and then they they have Valtteri the ultimate teammate the wingman to Lewis they just said hey dude press the button flip it you know shut down your car they patched into his radio and said hey Valtteri one time for all time's sake <laughs> go ahead look bud your season's not going that great it's not like you have that many finishes to begin with you know all that for Lewis to finish P five anyways yeah. Like that that's that's kind of why it sucks because it's like or take it back p four but that it's at the end with all that happening, you had the the late v b retirement, which man, I don't know Alfa Romeo is gonna have to focus on themselves instead of giving sly remarks about Nicholas Latifi during their press conferences because mm. don't get me wrong i i'm 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 totally down. With throwing with throwing shots at Latifi. Listen, we do it all the time on this show, but <laughs> but 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 when you're on a team that you're flipping a coin of which driver is going to see the finish line this weekend, that that's not a good start, and that's doesn't really warrant you the grounds of saying really anything about Nicholas Latifi and his car or finishing a race. You know, some yep. ca- some car, sometimes the car good, some time the car bets sometimes it's nicholas latifi you know like you can't be saying that because you have vb what dnf and three times out of the last five races basically i think yeah like yep. and then joe so, something mechanic he may he maybe not dnfs off of like failure but something happens to where it compromises his race drastically so it's like yeah. i i don't know man literally everyone that's ferrari powered right now is down horrendous yeah yeah, honestly, 100%. But, you know, speaking of Joe, I think he's my sleeper favorite of the race. I I saw him doing some really cool stuff. I I saw him getting showing off his racecraft. I saw him competing with these other guys. Uh like there was one moment where Alonzo was behind the the uh what's it called? Uh He was behind uh Yuki Sonoda and Pierre Gasly and he makes a move on Gasly and then Joe's right behind him putting pressure oh, yeah. right on Gasly immediately. I was like, oh, I like that, you know. And I think he's my favorite rookie so far. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty hype on him, so I like seeing that from him. No, I agree. I think I think he in the past two years, we all knew Mick could race. We all knew Yuki was a fiery racer. We all knew you know, well actually we all knew Nikita couldn't race. Um <laughs> but I think the rookies I've seen with me being this involved in F1 now, I think Zhou Guan Yu is a very, very exciting driver. Is he the most? Is he the most like flashy, like hungry, get his elbows out driver? No, he's not. But I think some teams need that security in a young driver right now. And honestly, he's doing great things at Alfa Romeo. It's just Alfa Romeo isn't 
giving him the greatest of platforms to do that on. So it's just and kind then, of unfortunate. I think my other favorite moment of the race was uh, uh, seeing Mick Schumacher going wheel to wheel with Vettel. Man, like around, uh, around my, my heart was corners. so full in that in that moment. I had to replay that. I replayed it. A, a tear, ju- a, just one singular tear, shedded down my face, and it, <laughs> it's like what you see in the movies. Of you have that half smile of man, th- th- this is this is nice, and it's a shame yeah. we don't get to see it anymore. But at the same time, I mean, hey, man, Seb's the four time. He's he's gonna live his life. Like I said, he's gonna come back in a couple years. He's gonna team principal Ferrari. His kids are gonna grow up. They're gonna get settled. They're fine. He's going to come back, championship Ferrari team all the way. He's going to win the Constructors and the Drivers' Championship with his lead driver. I'm calling it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, yeah, no, that was definitely a movie moment right there. Like, that was super cool seeing them race like that. And then, like, man, they were so close to each other. And, you know, it was clean racing, too, around, like, three or four corners. Like, you can't ask for anything better. Oh, yeah, and let's – Let's get towards the let's get towards the end of the race because yeah, honestly, back man, to the race. yeah, we've been going on tangents because there's so much shit that happened in this race. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, we the second conspiracy, Valtteri DNFs, uh, they get another safety car out there, and then uh, this is where Ferrari gets strike two and strike three on the weekend. They should be out right now. This is where like uh, the safety car comes up and uh, Ocon and Signs are racing, which is sad because. Carlos shouldn't be racing over. Yeah, no. You should. Uh, you should be racing so he, George or Lewis right now. Yeah, he's pushing on Ocon. Safety flag goes out, yellow flag or not safety flag. Yellow flags are out and uh I think Ocon lets off and then Carlos passes Ocon under yellow flags, which is that's a big deal. That's a big no-no. Yeah, literally so, like one of the only no-nos you're not supposed to do when there's yellow yeah, flags. The and it's down the straight where Valtteri is just broken down at the end on the right side. I know, so and he's passing dangerous. on the right side towards BB. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like super, super sketch right here. And uh, then like people are like, okay, safety car pit stop time. Uh, they come in for pit stops again, and uh, what does Ferrari do? They let Carlos Sainz release safe release and right in releases. front of the freaking McLaren, I think. I thought I think it was Alonzo. No, you're right. But, you're right. Correct. Yeah, they just let him go right out in front of Alonzo. Alonzo's, you know, quick to break and slow down, but that was almost a collision. So that's strike three. Ferrari's team really, <laughs> they're the laughing stock of the weekend, I think. But Dude, uh, yeah, Carlos Sainz goes to finish P5 and, you know, because of the unsafe release, gets a five, five second, second penalty. penalty. And because we had so many safety cars and the last, what, I think 10 laps. It started, we came out of a safety car, so everyone for the last 10 laps is bunched up, ready to go. So it's real racing. It almost yeah. it almost looked for a little bit like we were going to have a repeat of Abu Dhabi with Max and Lewis restart on the safety car, 10 lap shootout, this, that, and the other. But Matt, like, off that it safety car. It was a repeat. <laughs> it, dude, it literally, it literally was. But the only reason I say it wasn't, Max Max's restart, oh my goodness, he timed it literally perfect. Yeah, and this this is why earlier when you said uh, you think if Max and Lewis were on the same team, Max would still be dominating. Like this, this is where I saw him. He's a freak athlete. Like I don't know what's up with this guy. The restart was perfect. He slowed off the gas to let Lewis cross the line ahead of him, and then just fucking passed him. Literally, literally, like I, I it's almost as he was setting it up 
just he was setting everything up on the queue up coming out of the last turn to get ready for the straight like he had he had lewis i think by the time the first lap before the first lap even ended off the restart of the safety car <laughs> max already had a second on him he was dude he was so fast he had to let off to make sure that lewis was able to cross the line before him that's what i'm saying like dude like he is a freak of nature right now literally i think Max is racing his own race. He's not worried about anyone else on the grid. I don't even think he has a main rival right now that he has to beat out. Like no, yeah, he's just on easy mode, cruising. Like but, literally uh, just cruising. He's got the yeah, driver and- difficulties turned down to like sixty percent. <laughs> he's got. He's just absolutely cruising. Yeah, he, it's it's wild. But uh, I think one important thing to note is uh, the 2016 F1 champion Nico Rosberg, who beat Lewis Hamilton in equal machinery, was you pulling for him. Just had to say him. that whole sentence, huh? <laughs> <laughs> of course, you always do. When, but he was he was rooting for him. I like to see that. That was nice. I mean, he was, but in the same breath, he's rooting for him. But you know, absolutely ripping uh, not Mercedes, Mercedes. But for, <laughs> Ferrari apart. He's ripping He's like, Ferrari apart. Like, well, I mean, you got F two teams and F three teams that they they could hang up here instead of Ferrari. Dude, I like Nico Rosberg. This I love awesome. him. He was like, he was like, yeah, I mean, he, we know he's on the wrong tires, but I hope he can pull it off. It's like, ooh, that's a punch at Mercedes. And then Lewis Hamilton, he's he's pissed off. He he's like, why would you guys do this to me? I mean, ask him you'll receive. George Russell did. I mean, yeah, it's it's it is true. Like it, George, George Pitty, he goes, "No, I want soft." So this, that, and the other. Like it, it's. What true. are they going to do? Say no. He's I mean, ahead yeah, of the points. That's that, that's true. What what literally? What are they going to do? Say no. But at the same time, I I think Lewis is finally getting a taste of his own medicine, being the number yep. two driver for the weekend. Yep. <laughs> like. They made the choice, and Lewis is like, "I can't believe you screwed me." You know, VP VB sitting there to the side of first time, <laughs> first time <laughs> for real, just like that meme. No, I, I I know Lewis is definitely not happy with that, but I mean, George is ahead in points in the drivers, so like, or in the uh, yeah, in the drivers race, like, you're gonna tell him no. Technically, he's your number one driver right now. Yeah, sure, he's I mean, behind you. I mean, maybe, but like, what's what's worse? I mean, I guess the argument that Lewis would like to make is why wouldn't you pit both of them, right? True, because it did seem a little silly at the time. Like, I, you know, rewinding it and looking at it now, I get it. But at the time, I was like, okay, you, you already double stacked for mediums. What's stopping you for double stacking sauce? I understand yeah. it's coming in crazy. Like you're gonna lose a place in this and the other. Yeah, I guess. I mean, George lost the place too, but he he had enough space, and Lewis did as well. Y'all easily could have double stacked sauce, but I I just you know I I don't know. I, guess, I don't think it was a bad call, but I don't think it was a right call. To think about it, also, uh, in in a way, it, it is kind of better for Mercedes to do that because in theory they could finish better because they have one guy, one driver ahead of Max and the other ones behind him on, on, you know, soft heart. And they've got good pace. So uh, maybe it was the right call in that. I mean, they, they also knew that the mediums would take a while to warm up. So they're kind of at a disadvantage, but like if Matt, if Lewis was able to hold Max off, like there could have been a world that, that George would have passed him. They could have had a one, two. I know we literally, this race was looking, uh, you know, 
at best case scenario with everything going right, I was going to say Mercedes 2-3 Max winning because with Max's pace, that car, I mean, you even saw it when he finished. You had half the grid go over to his car and look at it just to see mm-hmm. what what the hell's going on with it and how it's a rocket <laughs> ship on land. But like it, you saw it, it could have been a 2-3 and then on the best case scenario when we saw it and all the stars aligned and everything was going right, it could have been a 1-2 for Mercedes, which would have been devastating to Ferrari because that means <laughs> Ferrari would have been off the podium entirely. Uh, They're uh, getting jumped in the drivers, right? Char- Charles would have been P4, P5, off the podium entirely, which in turn would have dropped signs even further down to maybe even P9 because if he finished, if he finished say, P5, P6, he gets the time penalty, drops down to P8, well, P9. Well, well, that wouldn't there would have been no time penalty if the race went perfect and Mercedes got their 1-2. Uh, well, yeah, that's fair. The, the, the last, yeah, it did, his time penalty did happen on the very last pit stop they did. So, okay, that makes sense. You're right. But, I mean, and, a, and there could have been a world if one more pit stop did not happen, that we could have seen if Mercedes won two, Max P3, with Charles maybe P4, P5, Checo P4, P5, depending on where Charles finishes. And because they just absolutely botched Sainz race, he's, he's finishing you know P6, P7 regardless. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a tough pill to swallow when you're Ferrari, when you literally... you. You ruined your race from a pit stop, but also slightly got bailed out from a pit stop, but then ruined it immediately again by getting a five-second penalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's no, kind of screwed up. Yeah, their team's definitely in not the best place, but uh, yeah, I, I know. I feel Lewis, Lewis is definitely a little chopped about it, but I think George Russell made the right call, and I think they sh- Mercedes should have done both of them in the pits, but I don't even know if that would have really helped because Max was in a league of his own. Yeah, no, you'd right. But yeah, I mean, it, w- it was a wild race, but to finish off the race, uh, we had Verstappen P1, very obvious. Russell P2, Leclerc P3, Hamilton P4. The 2-4 two f- for Mercedes is actually very good because of their their championship with Ferrari and catching them. So that's really not bad. Uh, P5 Checo, P6 Alonso, P7 Norris. This is where it gets spicy. So the P6 Alonso, P7 Norris, P8 Signs, P9 Ocon. Obviously holding up to anywhere between P8 to P12. So good, good on you, Ocon. And then Stroll for the tenth spot. But Norris being in between those Alpines just extend Alpine that a little bit much, much more. Like it's. It's not much, but you know they're 24 points ahead of McLaren now, so they really got to do something. Yeah, and I think uh, I think we definitely see Mercedes jump Ferrari this year. Like I think uh, the Mercedes car on the right weekend could rival for a win, just like they were today. But I think that's going to be purely on strategy. Well, I don't know. I think I saw that the Mercedes car had really good pace also. So. I think Mercedes is definitely back now. They're in the fight for race wins. They're definitely in the fight for P2 and the the teams. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, looking at the now updated driver driver standings, we'll do the driver standings first and then going into the teams. 
with the driver standings, we got obviously Max increasing his lead to 310. So he's at 310 with Leclerc at 201, which now we have Leclerc and Perez tied at 201 for P2. But Leclerc, Leclerc's second because he has a, a race win. Yeah, correct. The tiebreakers there are race wins. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, that's so technically they're tied on points. But yes, Leclerc P2, 201. Uh, Perez 201 at P3, Russell increased his little gap between signs, so that's 188, and signs is at 175. So what, 13 points? Yeah, 13 point lead on signs. We have Hamilton now catching signs, which signs is in danger of dropping past both Mercedes now, with Hamilton at 158 and signs at 175. And now, obviously, we have a huge drop-off from Hamilton and Norris. Norris is at 82, which finishing in between the the Alpines this weekend helped him in the driver's standings, for sure, because Ocon and Alonso are right behind him, being at 66 and 59 for Alonso. And then Valtteri Bottas still, still standing strong on the top 10. <laughs> like that that's how you know he's a champion driver if given the right machinery but you know just imagine what he could have done with that alfa romeo if he didn't dnf four times yeah for sure i agree with you there um but yeah next weekend coming up we have monza so monza uh, to, yeah we're gonna it's gonna be a good weekend not for ferrari so tune into our next episode we're gonna do our uh, predictions on the race this time we nailed all the drivers on the podium we didn't get the order perfect yeah we had uh p2 and p3 flipped so uh that was pretty cool i was i was happy to see that uh not the result but that we got we got our prediction somewhat right and then uh we're gonna talk about how ferrari blows this next race i'm betting on reliability but uh yeah, we'll talk about that on the next. I'm actually one, so. betting no, you're you're 100 on the reliability because they're they all they had the unfortunate, you know, penalties and pit stops and all that stuff. Now it's actually trying time for a true DNF, and I'm thinking power <laughs> power unit failure for one of them. Yeah, but we'll we'll touch more on that in the next episode. Uh, but yeah, this was 24 Dutch Grand Prix. 34. It was a great race. Yeah, 34. Sorry. 34, yeah. 34. Great race. Oh yeah, it, it was it was a, it was an awesome race. There's a lot of things that happened, but yeah, that was episode 34. We'll be back at you later this week with episode 35. Hit up our Twitters. Uh, we have at Tlup F1, uh, Instagram at Tlup dot F1, uh, Spotify. You know, just search up the Lockup Podcast, Apple Podcasts, the Lockup Podcast, all all that stuff. We're on Anchor FM. If you don't use Apple or Spotify, like Deezer, Stitcher. Uh, make sure to give our YouTube some love. We're, you know, we're grinding that out. We're we're having some success, some not. We're straight. We're staying consistent. You know, we're trying out here. We're gonna, we're 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 gonna we're gonna do it big. We'll 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 keep going. But honestly, just thank you for the love recently, and y'all try to have a good rest of the day. And I think that's deuces from us. <laughs>